Are you a current or future physician assistant wanting to learn more about finances? Then join me on this journey to become a PA the FI way. Hi, my name is Kat, and I'm a practicing certified physician assistant who will be your host. It took me five years after I started practicing medicine as a PA to thoroughly dive into my personal finances after I discovered the concept of financial independence. I want to use what I have learned to help you avoid some of the financial mistakes that I have made while sharing some of the financial wins that I have had along the way. Join me as we discuss financial strategies to guide you to becoming a physician assistant on the way to financial independence. Welcome current and future PAs to the first episode of the PA the FI Way podcast. I wanted to start off the podcast by having an introductory episode where I introduce myself, give a general overview of the podcast, as well as a general overview of the PA profession and the concept of FI, which stands for financial independence, and why I think that this is an important topic to discuss. My name is Kat, and I am a practicing certified PA, and I've been practicing medicine since 2014, so almost six and a half years. My first role as a PA was at a family medicine and walk-in clinic, but we also saw some rheumatologic cases as my supervising physician was an internal medicine physician and rheumatologist. And my current role practicing as a PA is in family medicine. I do live in the upper Midwest of the United States, and I live with my husband. We both live very close to our families, and we're very fortunate that way. So I would like to talk about what this podcast will be about and why I feel like it needs to exist and my targeted audience. So what this podcast will be about is we're going to cover the general concepts of financial independence, or as some people call FI, or others will just refer to as FI, and how as current and future PAs, we can use these concepts to become more financially literate. And I like to call this overview personal finance for PAs with a financial independence twist. Why I feel like it's important that we discuss personal finance and financial literacy and the concepts of financial independence is that unfortunately, throughout high school, undergrad, and then usually graduate school, while you're training to become a PA, most programs and most schools do not talk about finances at all, which I think is truly unfortunate, especially considering that most New PAs graduate from PA school with over six figures of student loan debt. So my targeted audience will be high school students considering the PA profession, pre-PA students in high school as well as undergrad, physician assistant students in PA school, as well as newly graduated PAs and practicing PAs. We will review many financial independence topics and how they pertain to the PA profession throughout the various episodes of this podcast. I next would like to discuss a brief overview of the PA profession in case there are some listeners who are not very familiar with the PA profession. 
So PA stands for physician assistant, and we are medical providers that usually have master's degrees, although some have bachelor's degrees. And we are found in so many areas of medicine. We are generally trained as medical providers to train in family medicine. However, many PAs can be found in other general types of areas of medicine, as well as specialty types of areas of medicine. The general types of medicine that PAs can be found in, besides family medicine, are internal medicine, urgent care, ER, pediatrics, OBGYN, and there are several specialties that PAs can be found in as well, such as general surgery, many subspecialties of surgery, dermatology, cardiology, neurology, pulmonology, psychiatry, sleep medicine, interventional radiology, etc., etc. Basically, if there is a specialty of medicine, you likely will find a PA practicing in it. PAs can take the history of patients as well as perform physical exams as well as order tests such as labs and imaging studies, and they can perform various procedures, some that are simple such as suturing, and some that are complicated such as assisting in surgery or performing interventional radiology procedures on their own. PAs can diagnose and also treat many diseases, and they can prescribe medications. PAs are usually a collaborative team member found in many areas of medicine. I absolutely love the fact that I'm a PA. However, when I first learned about the concept of financial independence, I thought that this was a concept that a lot of current and future PAs could benefit from. So some people are familiar with FI or financial independence as the first part of the acronym FIRE, which stands for Financial Independence Retire Early. I currently am not focusing too heavily on the retire early part of FIRE, but more so on the FI or financial independence part of FIRE. The reason why is once you reach FI, then you have the option to retire early. Not everybody who is financial independent will retire early, but it is a choice that they could make at that point if they would like to. Or some people will choose to cut back in their work at that point. I will first talk about how I was introduced to the concept of FI and then delve a little further into the meaning of financial independence. As I have mentioned, I've been practicing medicine for about six and a half years. However, it was about five years into my practicing medicine that I was first exposed to the concepts of financial independence. How I was exposed to this was my friend and I were invited to the wedding of one of our coworkers. Our husbands tagged along as most good husbands do to weddings, and her husband had been talking about financial rewards, credit cards. And he mentioned how he and his wife, my friend, had been to Europe for several days and 
the only cost of the trip was food as well as a few nights of hotels. They had many other nights of hotels paid for, as well as their flights paid for through earning rewards with travel hacking credit cards. I am definitely going to delve into this a little deeper on future episodes because travel rewards with credit cards is one of my new favorite hobbies and things to talk about. However, I think that that needs at least its own episode. So when he was telling me about how they had earned travel rewards, he brought me to episode nine of the Choose FI podcast, where they further review travel rewards. And the Choose FI podcast had so much information in there about financial independence. I started listening to more podcast episodes and I became hooked. That was about one and a half years ago. And since then, I've listened to many other financial independence podcasts and have read many financial independence books. I feel like I want to share the information that I have learned now with current and future PAs so they can try to avoid some of the financial mistakes that I have made over the past several years, but also try to share with you guys some of the financial wins that I have had along the way. A very brief overview of what financial independence is, is that it is the point at which a person or couple, if they are a joint household income couple, reaches when they have saved 25 times their annual expenses. But keep in mind, these annual expenses are actually what they're expected to be in the future when they are retired, not necessarily currently. For example, often in retirement, people will have fewer annual expenses because working in of itself does have some expenses such as the cost of commuting, often a professional wardrobe, or some couples or single people will choose to downsize in retirement. For example, they may decide that they no longer need two or more vehicles for their family, or they may choose to live in a smaller home, thus having a cheaper annual income. So going back to the point at which a couple or a person has achieved financial independence, it is when their savings is 25 times their annual expenses. So for example, if a couple expects to spend $80,000 on their expenses every year when they retire, meaning no longer have additional income, they would need to save $2 million. However, if that same couple decides to cut back on various things, for example, if they learn to reduce their expenses, or they do choose to downsize, or they perhaps perform something called geo-arbitrage, which we will further discuss in the future as well, where they move to a more affordable area, and they're able to only live on $40,000 per year. Then, if they have saved $1 million, then they would have achieved financial independence. In the future, we are going to discuss how you can try to achieve FI sooner. Those ways are 
to cut your expenses and increase your savings rate, all while investing as much as possible for your future. So there are different areas that you can focus on, but ideally, you would want to focus on a combination of several of these ideas to try to help you reach financial independence sooner. This concept is based on something called the Trinity Study. I encourage you to research more about the Trinity Study if you are interested. But what this study has shown is that if a person or couple were to withdraw 4% of their savings annually to spend in retirement, there is a 95% chance that their money would last throughout their retirement. This is called the 4% rule. This study and this idea does assume an average of 7% to 8% of the stock market's rate of return since the 1950s. Although the stock market has crashed several times since the early 1900s, the market always eventually has come back up and it has always risen higher to what it has previously been. We will touch on the investing component of financial independence in the future as well, but the standard recommendation is to invest in low-cost, broad-based index funds and to not panic when the market dips. Rather, just continue to invest in the market as you normally would and try to look at it as it possibly being on sale. Trying to achieve financial independence will take patience and persistence. But hey, so did becoming a PA. So you've got this. So why do people choose to pursue financial independence? Well, there are so many reasons. As we touched on, some people may choose to retire early. Others may choose to work part-time. Others will find that achieving FI gives them the bandwidth to develop and practice hobbies or perhaps to travel the world, maybe using travel rewards credit cards to do so at a free or nearly free way. Perhaps others will choose to start a passion project, such as a business or even a nonprofit organization. Others may choose to give back to others, whether that's financially or with their time. Perhaps others will choose to use the headspace and time that they have gained after achieving FI to truthfully figure out what they would like to do with their, quote, one wild and precious life, end quote, as Mary Oliver states. I hope that you can see that ultimately, financial independence is freedom, it's flexibility, and ultimately it's fun. Again, I hope that I'm able to share what I have learned with you as I feel like this information and knowledge would have been so valuable while I was applying to PA school, while I was in PA school, and while I was starting to practice medicine as a new graduate. Let's take the COVID pandemic as an example. Unfortunately, several people have lost their lives during the COVID pandemic. So what I'm about to say, certainly I do not want to make light of any of those people. I would like to touch on some of the financial things that have happened to PAs, though, during this pandemic. I know of many PAs that have had their pay cut drastically during this COVID pandemic, or other PAs have simply 
been furloughed, meaning their workplace essentially told them to stay at home because we do not have work for you or we do not feel like we can afford to have you work for us currently. They were not fired or laid off, but were essentially furloughed for several weeks. I currently work in family medicine, so I was not furloughed, but my pay was decreased for several months. Thankfully, prior to that for several months, my husband and I had been working very hard to figure out whichever expenses we could cut back to have fewer bills. Besides PAs that have been furloughed, I have unfortunately heard of other PAs that have been let go during this time as well. I think that it is important that we discuss financial literacy topics, not only to try to help affected current and future PAs during this pandemic, but also in the future, just in case other odd situations like this pandemic happen, or if unfortunately there are more personal things that happen to PAs that they need to cut back drastically on their expenses and increase their savings. Another reason why I think discussing the concept of financial independence is because, unfortunately, burnout in medicine is all too real. I have only been practicing for six and a half years. However, I can honestly say that I have experienced some symptoms of burnout on and off throughout my profession. Some PAs may find that they feel more burned out in particular fields of medicine or specialties of medicine than others. I know several of my former classmates have switched from various areas of medicine and feel as though they are so much happier and less stressed than what they used to be. Sometimes when switching specialties, PAs may perhaps need to take a pay cut. Ideally, this would only be for a short while as they are training and learning that specialty of medicine. When PAs have been saving more, spending less, and investing along the way, they can feel that they are doing the right career move for them. Again, I am so excited that you have taken the time to listen to this episode today, and I hope that you decide to join me by listening to future episodes. Again, we will continue to talk more about what is financial independence and how to get there and how it pertains to the PA profession. If you are interested in learning more, please visit my website at pathefiway.com. While you are at the website, feel free to browse various articles that I have written, and please consider signing up to receive notifications about future posts, as well as to stay in touch. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope that you decide to continue to join me along this journey of becoming a PA the FI way. Please take a moment to press the subscribe button on the platform that you are listening to this on, 
but more importantly, consider sharing with another current or future PA that could benefit from the information that we reviewed in this episode. Take care and have a great rest of your day. Until next time.